Hello, hello. Today we have mother-son duo, Latasha Barr-Lewis and Cam Lewis from Cam's Coffee Company. Cam is a 12-year-old entrepreneur creating inclusive employment opportunities for all. His mantra, one kid, one mission, a hundred jobs. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Good. Cam, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm really jealous of Cam and, and you, uh, Latasha, because they are in the state that I want to go to, North Carolina, <laughs> and I'm stuck up in cold, miserable, damp, cloudy New York. So come hell or high water, I'm getting down there someday. So Right. <laughs> so they're in North Carolina where I want to be. <laughs> So Latasha, why don't you go into and let us, you know, talk, tell us, like, how did you all get to the spot where you're at, where Cam has a coffee and tea company? Like, yes. okay, so, like 11, 12 year olds, whenever you started this, they're not sitting around drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes and no. Okay. So yeah, um, tell us. I'll let Cam tell you his version and I'll, and I'll fill in the spaces. Go ahead. Okay. Cam. So how, how old were you when you started and why did we start? Like seven. Yeah, you about seven and a half, eight. Seven and a half, eight? What? Mm -hmm. Cam, how did that work? How 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 did how did you how did it pop into your head that I want to start a comp a coffee company? Just tell your story. I was seven years old, and then I got yeah, come closer because she can't hear you. And I kicked out of my second school because they didn't support kids with disability. Oh, okay. And then what we do? And then we, and then my mom let me work at her friend's coffee shop. I mean, not coffee shop, hair salon. Oh, so you went to work at her hair. What did you do at the hair salon? What I did sold, she have you do? I sold coffee. You sold coffee at the hair salon. Mm -hmm. Now, was it coffee you roasted? Your did you roast your own beans? What what kind of coffee was it? Coffee cup. Yeah, we used. Um, we first started. He just had like a little Keurig machine, and um, he would set up like a little coffee stand in the beauty salon. And so, um, my background is education, and so it, the business really started as a way to support Cam. He had lots of deficits that he was struggling through. And so um, I asked a girlfriend if he could sell coffee in her salon on the weekend, um, A, as a way just to make him feel good about himself. He had suffered so much loss and rejection through his disabilities that he needed a win. And so um, she agreed to let us come in uh, to the hair salon. And um, I did a training with all of the ladies in the hair salon on the ways they could support Cam. And so the things we discussed was um, if he doesn't make eye contact, encourage him to make eye contact with you. If he is, speaks and it's in, you can't understand him, just ask him to slow down and not be nervous mm -hmm. and to just say it again. If, um, if his volume isn't loud enough, which he still doesn't often talk loud, um, <laughs> just you know, ask him you know, if he'll speak up. And so the whole notion of the coffee stand, the money was secondary. The goal was just to 
kind of give Cam some therapy in a non-traditional way. Um, yeah. In that process, we worked on reading his recipes um, and his recipes were as simple as we would leave, use K-cups. He would put whipped cream on top and he would drizzle different sauces on top. And so he had to learn how to um, match the items. And so that was part of the process. And then of course, um, money sure. helped him with math. And so what happened after we did your business for a while? Come close because you're not going to speak up so she can hear you. What happened after we did a couple of months of um, selling coffee at the hair salon? I wanted to start my own business. Oh. Mm -hmm. Then what did we do? Then I started to make, then I got my own location. Mm -hmm. You got your own location. And after we got the first location, then what did you do? I got a second location. Yeah, but how many, how many people did you hire? About six or seven. Yeah. We hired about six or seven people. Yeah. Wait, and wait, wait. We have to back up here. Cam, you are, at this point, is he still seven or? He is, um, let's see, he's probably about nine. He's, yep, yeah, he's, he was nine because um, all the headlines when we first opened, <clears throat> you know, all our local news stations um, sure. stories on us and all the headlines says nine-year-old opens coffee shop for special needs individuals. So was this a physical brick and mortar building that you yeah. opened up? Mm -hmm. We okay. found a church in our city that had built a coffee bar in the front half. The, the church was set up more like a community center. Mm -hmm. uh, and they actually had um, a coffee bar built on to part of the building because they thought they were going to support their church through a coffee shop. Sure. And it was sitting empty. They um, didn't have much success. Um, and they actually let us use the space for free. And so our first location, um, we used the Green Tree Community Center right here in Winston-Salem um, to launch Cam's Coffee. Oh, that's awesome. So when you began Cam, how, like, what did your, now you're, you're, you're a kid. So were you still in school? Were you going to school? Did you just do it on the weekends? Like, tell me what your week looked like. I went on Mondays and I went on Mondays and Wednesday. I think then you were, um, you're right. You worked Monday and Wednesdays and you went to school Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So two days a week, he worked, he worked in the coffee shop and three days a week, he went to school. At that time, he was going to um, a small private school for kids with disabilities. And so they were giving him credit for the math and um, the social skills that he was using in the coffee shop. Sure, um, he was able sure. to use that um, toward his class credits. And so he did two days um, in the shop and three days at school. So mom, now mm -hmm. Cam, Cam's not driving himself at, at nine. <laughs> so you have to be an integral part of this. So what, yeah. is, what at this point, what are you doing with your life? Like, how are you working this into your parent duties? <laughs> well, I've always been a full-time entrepreneur, um, so that give, gave me lots of flexibility. Um, however, at the time, um, I was in the process, I had just started my doctoral process when he decided that he wanted to launch the business. And I think I may have been a year in when I decided to drop out and help him um, run the business full-time. So for the next two years, that's what I did. I helped him run Cam's Coffee. I just went back to school um, January of um, 2020 
I went back to school. And so I have about a year and a half left in my doctoral program. What an awesome role model you are for him and for others. Oh my gosh. You <laughs> are, <laughs> you are, you truly are. It makes me like tear up because, you know, <laughs> as parents, we will do anything for our kids and you yes. put your dreams on hold, your education on hold to cater to him and really, you know, really fill his needs and what he needs in the world right now to advance himself. So kudos to you, mom. Absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate the, um, the opportunity to do so. I think um, one of the things that I try to tell parents when um, I work with them is that you absolutely have to have an education plan and a parenting plan for your kid. And those plans kind of lay the foundation for where you want to go. And an education plan is not just the reading, the writing, those types of things. It's all of the lifelong learning that you want your kid to walk away from um, through education. And so one of the things, I also have another son who's a year older than Cam, um, who's on the autism spectrum. And so what was super important to me was not necessarily the typical aspects of school, um, but that they learned how to take care of themselves. Sure. And so entrepreneurship, especially when their path may not be um, the typical path, um, they may or may not go on to secondary education mm -hmm. or training, um, but they've gained skill sets that allow them to take care of themselves. Both boys um, have owned uh, and own a business. My um, my 13 year old used to be into music. And so if you go back and look at all of the earlier Cam's coffee videos, he made all the soundtracks for oh. those videos. And so we developed a business where he did the same thing for other companies. He'd make these little 30 to a minute, 30, maybe two minute um, soundtracks for people to use on social media. Um, he did that for about a year, a year, maybe a year and a half. And then he decided he wanted to do something else. So um, he spent all of 2019 learning how to build gaming computers. Wow. And so pre-COVID, our plan was to launch a business um, for him where he made custom gaming computers. And we kind of put it on hold once everything happened. So 2021, we're circling back around to helping him open um, or launch his um, custom gaming computer business. That's awesome. And, you know, what you brought up a... a wonderful point of you just said he was in the music industry and what he did I think some parents get so tied down to their their child comes up with this one idea and they just have to that's it that no more ideas that they just they have to stay in that business where you're letting them evolve and and pick and choose and and really go with their gut and what they their interests and skills so he's you know going forward with that and will lead him to many more opportunities so that's awesome even if he only does this for a year yeah um, it's a skill set that he took the time to learn and he can always fall back on it people right. will always need tech help and tech support absolutely so you know he can put on the shelf yes yes you're right. And, you know, it's, it's about the journey along the way, right? <laughs> what we learn. Yes. Yes. So I did notice Cam and 
um, there's not only coffee because I was going on, you know, looking at your Instagram and I'm like, wait, was there coffee scented scrub? Personal care items. Whose idea was that? Whose idea was that? <laughs> you can't see him, but he pointed. You got to speak up because they can't see you. Um, whose idea was that? Yeah, that was my idea. Yeah, uh, was that mom's <laughs> idea? <laughs> so do you implement other personal care products or was that just kind of a one-time thing? So we, it kind of fell in our lap. We have been giving our um, coffee grounds to another company, our used coffee grounds to another company to make skincare products. Um, and when they folded, um, it was actually their suggestion. We have, we, you know, we, of course, we have plenty of coffee. And they, they, she explained to me how easily it really was to produce these products and that, you know, it could extend our product line. And that's basically um, how we began making um, coffee skincare products. I didn't even realize that it was an industry or a thing. Right, right. Well, yeah. It is. It's a billion dollar industry, coffee skincare, because of what caffeine does to your skin is a billion right. dollar industry. That, well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So let's, go, let's take it back to your, in this community center, in this church. So you're working the, the coffee bar there. And now mm-hmm. you go to, you, uh, you open a second location. How, mm-hmm. how, what does that look like? Is that something, a space that you now had to pay for or? Yes. Talk to me so about we the built out our first, We built out our first location. It was um, a grab and go. And so I say was because we closed it at the beginning of, of the year during the earlier parts of COVID. Um, our lease was going to be up. And so we just went ahead and closed because so many of our employees um, are in the high risk factor. And so, um, but we had that location for two years. We transitioned from the community center to that location and we built out a small um, grab and go coffee shop um, downtown in our city. Okay. And I was going to ask you, how has COVID impacted your business? Has it? Yes and no. So we've definitely been um, impacted. I don't know whose idea it was, but after we decided to close them, what did we decide to do? We were going to do what with your coffee? Sell it online. Sell it online. And so once we made um, a push to become e-commerce, it's actually extremely more profitable for us than running the coffee shop. And So so what did that transition look like for you? We already carried our own line of coffee. You know, it was um, actually before, if I take a step back, before we opened the location, we already had our own line of coffee um, before we moved into the community center. That was really like our first step. Um, I found a local roaster who agreed to work with us and help us. And so um, we had bags of coffee that we sold. And that was actually... Um, those were actually the first jobs we offered also just packaging, helping us to package and ship, but it wasn't, um, we didn't put like a lot of stock and energy into it. You know what I mean? It was still kind of more hobby-ish and our way of, you know, giving opportunity to others. And so in June, it's really the first time that we've tried to have a, we've tried to have a full-fledged e-commerce business. And so okay. that's when we added the, um, no, we added skincare 
in the winter of 2019, um, June, we added the handcrafted tea. So by the time we decided to really make like this e-commerce push, we are um, ground coffee, whole bean coffee, um, the skincare products, and now we are also um, handcrafted tea. And this year we are adding on, and it should that stuff should come live on our site in the next week or two. We're adding a healthy section to our website. And so it'll be um, smoothie mixes that we handcraft, uh, stuff that we drink around here all the time. And so it'll be smoothie mixes and um, tea designed to do certain things, tea for your skin, tea for, um, we have a mixture of ailments in our house. And so we started using, um, Ayurvedic kind of principles around food mm -hmm. and spices and herbs to help with like um, um, digestion and anxiety. So we've been using tea um, and herbs for a long time um, to help us just with some of the daily things that come with kids that have um, disabilities. And so we're going to make some of those products available online as well. And so we just keep, we, we're just trying to be innovative and figure out how we can just corner our little share of the market. Yeah, I love it. So are you, you, you are really full-time in this business. You have to be. I'm basically full-time. Like yeah. in, in my head, I'm only part-time. Right, <laughs> I keep right. saying I'm part-time. I do other things. Um, I help. My husband is a full-time entrepreneur. Um, I do some consulting around um, raising kids with disabilities. I do some educational consulting. So in my head, I have part-time, um, but it's definitely full-time. Absolutely. It has to be because I'm, I'm listening to you. Na you're naming all these products and everything you're doing. And I'm like, she is full-time in this business. So we, I'm definitely part-time, right, Kim? Are you full-time? You're not, you're full-time? <laughs> Cam's full-time Cam better be full-time his name's on the business right <laughs> I think um, the hardest part for COVID, of COVID has been the lack of socialization for him yes. with the shop being closed oh I think so for everybody our, <laughs> yeah when Just the shop our was society open, yeah exactly yeah. he had yeah. Um, and so they had their own little bond. We had these um, weekly, we had weekly lunch dates we went to with certain team members. Um, yep. our, our space was inside of um, a mixed hub um, of business offices. So uh, even the adults in some of the offices, he had an office in somebody's office. They let him thumb up. And so he just kind of, you know, he's been a lot more quiet since we've yeah. been in the house. And so that's like the biggest impact for us is the lack of socialization and the ability to get out sure. um, and do what we normally do. Sure. Um, we asked about going to school. Fourth grade, Cam didn't go to school at all. He worked full time. Wow. And so his, yeah, his fourth grade year, um, he asked if he could work full time and we let him. Um, okay. He worked Monday through Friday, eight to three. Um, he did homeschooling on Wednesdays. He left the shop a little early and he would go homeschool. And I get asked the question all the time about, um, as an educator, do you feel like it was the right thing to do, mm -hmm. um, you know, to allow him 
to miss a year of school. Um, and I always try and give people the perspective of there are some things we learn in school that if we're honest about, they're not necessarily beneficial. I learned all 50 state capitals in school. I remember 10 at best, right? <laughs> right. I have never been asked a state capital in a job interview. Never, right? Never. And then the other thing is in our state in the fourth grade, you learn all about our state. You learn all, you know, the curriculum, you learn all sorts of things. And I ask people, I have a child who may not go to college. Was it more important for him to go learn that the Cardinal is the state board bird of North Carolina? Or was it more important for him to learn a basic profit and loss statement? Was it more important for him to learn how to manage a team of three? He had three staff members that he was responsible for. He did all their training. Um, he did their reviews. He ran our cash register every day. Kim is also capable of running every aspect in that coffee shop from the cash register to the espresso machine. I could leave the shop if I needed to run, you know, to the restroom or something and he sure. could completely run the shop without me. Cam's, Cam's shaking his head. I don't know. You couldn't run, what, what, part, <laughs> what part of the shop couldn't you run? Did you run the cash register? Cam. You need to answer. You have people listening. Exactly. Did you run the espresso machine? Tell the name. Who, whose training did you do? Me. Katie, who else? Me. Jamie, who else? You did Carter. You so you trained Katie, Jamie, and Carter. That, that was your team of three. Don't make me look bad. Like I don't know. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do <laughs> but yeah, he absolutely um, could manage every aspect of the shop. And so my position as his mother is that my job is to make sure that he's prepared for what life is going to present for him. Yeah. And so do I think it was more important for him to spread his entrepreneur wings instead of going to the fourth grade? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And when we returned to school in the fifth grade, he did three days, two days. He went back to doing um, three days. And at this point, he's in a charter school where their focus is entrepreneurship. And so the teacher would tell me there are lots of days they would have class and he would just let Cam share, you know, his experiences sure. or his thoughts around profits or his thoughts around launching a new product because he had that experience. Well, look at, and Cam's being a mentor. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's yeah. quiet today, but he can be a, a, ch a chatterbox when, when necessary. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure because I'm sure he has multiple connections and friends within that office space where the, the coffee shop is. Absolutely. Um, there's yeah. a, the business in that in where we were located, where they could you could bring dogs to work, and so the business right over our head. Any day, there's at least five to six dogs in the office, and so he go up there on his breaks, and basically they gave him a little desk. He had a little computer, um, and he would hang out with the guys in the sales office. Um, you know, three four sure. times a week. Yeah. So he had lots of relationships and connections. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I'm sure that's so missed. Like. Yeah. I know we need to get back to our, I, I do an air quotes, normal lives, but. Right. Uh, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. <laughs> Let me put, put it that way. <laughs> 
So how are you changing the landscape of employ the employment gap for disability people and, and what are you doing that, doing to affect change in that area? So the other part of what we did last year during um, when we initially shut down was really starting, uh, we started to reevaluate who we are, what we are, and how we show up in the space. We are not um, the first coffee shop to open doing the work that we do. Right. Truthfully, when we started, I was unaware that there were other companies doing the same thing, but there are. And my goal has always been to be the gap of, of what's missing. And so when we initially started in our community, what was missing was any opportunity. Um, once we started, several other coffee shops, you know, with the same mission opened. And so now the gap for me is it doesn't matter if you work for us or another coffee shop or Starbucks. The reality is an adult um, working part-time as a barista cannot take care of themselves. And so it's not just about the employment. It's about the livable wage and the opportunity to have um, the fullness of life just as anyone else. And you need education, mm -hmm. you need food and shelter, and you need employment to be able to do those things. Mm -hmm. And so we've kind of moved from just focusing on the coffee shop to trying to figure out how do we show up in this space to create sustainable employment with a livable wage. And so going forward, um, when the world opens back up, we're going to stay e-commerce based. Um, we may okay. or may not open a coffee shop, um, but we're going to move into the warehousing, um, warehousing logistic kind of space. And my reasoning for that is it's, I could, we can create um, skilled labor um, mm -hmm. that, that's beneficial, not just our company, but at other companies. And so our hope is to, to work with our local school system and create a training program. We've always worked with our local school system um, and done training for kids with disabilities who were juniors and seniors. Um, so that's something we've always done. This would be more intentional and in, in creating a pipeline from school to training to employment. Mm -hmm. And that employment could be at CAMS or that employment could be somewhere else um, where the skill sets are matched. And so that's the kind of the, the, the focus and our whole One Kid, um, One Mission, 100 Jobs is a national initiative. Okay. And so the other thing we thought about was we've only looked at creating jobs on the local level. Um, how can we create jobs nationwide? And we did that this summer by working with um, a deaf graphic artist. So we have new t-shirts. Those t-shirts were designed by um, a, graph, uh, deaf, uh, a deaf graphic artist. Um, mm -hmm. And so there are lots of ways for us as well as other companies to begin to fill in the gap and be very intentional about the opportunities that they create. Yes. And so yes. our hope is that by 2025, we would have created um, 100 employment opportunities across the nation. That's awesome. I love your mission. I love that. Well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Either right. Cam, you are one incredible young man, let me tell you. <laughs> and everybody- What are you saying? Oh, I'd be on the street. No, ain't nobody giving you $5. <laughs> so Cam is, um, so we 
had a whole conversation around um, the monetizing. And ever mm-hmm. since we've had that conversation, Cam monetizes everything. Cam come do the dishes. $5 because, and so it's like, you know what? Some concepts I'm going to stop sharing with you because I was explaining to him how he could use um, his social media um, to work with other brands, you sure. know, as far as sponsorship. Sure. Um, we, he earns income. And so I'm saying to him, you know, the sponsorship and monetizing your personal, um, your, your personal Instagram could. And so I'm explaining that process. And so now he's determined to monetize everything. So everything. Yes. Yes. It's $5 for everything. Isn't it, Cam? See, (laughs) (laughs) he's a true entrepreneur taking advantage of every opportunity. Absolutely. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, um, you've talked about, you know, what you're doing in the future, what, what you see kind of one year out, what do you see five years out? Where do you see this going? Five years out. Wow. You thought about that. It's hard to think about it because with the growth comes the so many aspects and we try really hard to stay true to um, the direction that Cam wants to go in. And so um, again, you can't necessarily tell from today because he's choosing to be silent, (laughs) but but, um, we have regular meetings to discuss like the future of Cam's and the one kid, one mission, 100 jobs. That was really his idea. Um, he kind of said it jokingly, um, but once he said it, we were like, "Ah, eh, could we create a hundred jobs? Eh, maybe we could. And yeah. so the idea came easy. The question is, how do you really get there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so figuring out um, how that happens is a little more difficult. I think for certain, one of the things that we want to, one place where we want to be in five years is that we're helping other employers to naturally hire and integrate individuals with disabilities into their own companies. We don't want to be a unicorn. Um, we want to show and help other employers how to do the other, the same thing. Um, because I think when you say the term disabilities, people automatically think people who are inept and incapable, right? We feel we automatically people who are impacted to a degree um, where they, they need support in, other to wor- in order to work. There are lots of us, myself included, who have um, in, invisible disabilities that if we didn't share, you'd never know. Um, there are people who have physical disabilities, um, but n- that doesn't impact their cognitive um, abilities and what they can, can contribute to a company. So we're trying to expand people's idea and understanding of what disability is. And then the understanding of a culture of inclusion within any employer doesn't just benefit one group of employees. A company with a true culture of inclusion, it benefits everybody that works there. When you create opportunities where everybody can earn and have the opportunity to um, be promoted and their earning increase and there's opportunity for growth within the company and that's available to everyone and the company is structured to support everyone in that way, Mm -hmm. it doesn't just benefit this population you'll see all of your employees um, benefit. And so just being in a space where we're able to help change the narrative and not only um, change the narrative, but support employers as they try to create an inclusive work environment. Yes, 
absolutely what a what a great path to be on you know? absolutely so how can as parents listen to this how can parents support their teen kidpreneurs um how have you supported cam over the years and how how has that changed your relationship with them with him uh, <laughs> it's it's hilarious when um your boss can't drive <laughs> um, you still have to feed and clothe your boss um, it's hilarious and um, when he first started to um, take a small salary from the company he had independence and so teaching him how to manage his money not spend it all on food or games you know um, mm -hmm. using it wisely stop him using it wisely all of those things um, were part of the equation that I never thought we'd have to think about um, so that was the first thing. The other thing is for me, the entrepreneurship is a tool. It's a process. Right. And so there are a set of skills that it was important to me that he gained. Mm -hmm. How he chooses to utilize those skills um, is really up to him. I even put on the table that the day may come where he decides he wants to sell Cam's coffee. Sure. Yeah, he's completely within his right to do so. Um, we're a social enterprise, so we're not a nonprofit, um, and he owns Cam's Coffee. Um, and so he could decide at some point that he wants to sell it and do something else, and we'd figure out what that looks like. Um, right. I don't know what that would look like, but being open to the idea of entrepreneurship is a set of skills, and that skill isn't just the, the art of making money. And when you look at it that way, I think you're able to find opportunities to nurture certain things about your kid through those skill sets. Mm -hmm. And so that will probably be the biggest thing. The other thing is not, don't be afraid to let your kid try things that don't work. There are lots of things that we've tried that have not made any money and have cost us money. Sure. Yeah. It's part of the process. Do it I have part a limit? Of the process money we can take absolutely i do um, but it's trial and error i mean it's the same thing with the kid that wanted to do music we bought all this equipment um, and none of it was overly expensive but we still took the time to invest in the equipment only for him a year later to say you know what I don't want to do this anymore. Luckily, right. we were able to sell some of it, um, but I wasn't going to hold him hostage to um, having to do this because I bought equipment. And so being prepared for the ups and downs, the changes, um, the challenges, it all comes with the territory. Yes. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, I have three girls myself and one, the oldest is she started her um, cupcake business when she was 13. She's now 22. Mm -hmm. It's morphed into a sugar cookie business. And my, I think in the midst of it, my middle daughter was like, you know what, I'm going to start a, um, remember when duct tape, the duct tape pens were really, really yep. popular. Mm -hmm. She was like, I'm going to start a duct tape uh, pen company. And so we bought her all the supplies. And of course you have to have all the colors and, you know, the right. pens and okay. You know, two months later, big old box sitting in the basement full of duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do with that? You know, so, but it's, you know, you, you've got to go with it and you've got to foster their learning and development and, you know, learn these life lessons along the way. 
So that's what we do as parents, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I have um, um, a daughter that's 20. And so um, when the shop was open, she made all the baked goods that we oh, sold. Oh, okay. And, you know, like request, requesting catering. And instead of them doing it through us, I'm looking at her like, hey, this is your thing. You know, do this. Sure. And so she would take orders. She would do some catering, but she had no initiative or just she was like maybe 17 when we started and so it that's also an, a case where you can't make a kid want it you know what I mean no. if, if that kid doesn't want it he, even though it was a wonderful opportunity she got free traffic from the coffee shop sure. and so we paid her for pastries that we bought from her for the coffee shop and so people come in oh can you do this can you so she had opportunity it just wasn't something that she was interested in. So she'd do it here and there. And, you know, if somebody called me or a family member or friend, but as far as driving it to be its own standalone business that was generating revenue, she had no interest whatsoever. Yep. And I think that's- And there's nothing you do that. No, I think that's such an important part because, you know, I, I say to parents, First of all, you know, they come with the idea and I'm like, okay, so whose idea is it really? Is right. It yours or is it the kids? Because they have to be driving the bus. Because when, you know, my daughter, you know, through this whole process, you know, when she's staying up to two, three o'clock in the morning and then has to get up at, you know, go, goes and literally takes a nap and then gets up to do the next process in her sugar cookies because they have to dry and there's different steps. And, you know, I'm not the one knocking on her bedroom door saying, get up, get up, get up. And, you know, tugging her to the table because that would just be horrible. So, you know, you've got to let them lead. You've got to really, uh, yeah, it's got to be their idea. It's got to be their. The only way a kid gets up at 5, 5.30 in the morning to go open up a coffee shop is because yep. that kid wants to be there. Cam's raising his hand. Cam, Are do you, you get up at 5 or 5.30? Uh, yeah, that used to be our schedule. And I didn't have to fuss and fight. I just come to you, it was time to get up. And what'd you do? Just get up. Yeah, because of why? why? Her point is a kid has to want to do the business, right? And so it wasn't hard getting you up because you wanted, right. You wanted to do, they can't see your head moving. That's why I'm yeah. see, um, because you wanted to do the business. And so you can't in fourth grade, what are you, 10, nine and 10 in the fourth nine grade? Nine or 10. Yep. Were you 11? Yeah. 11. You were 11. Okay. Um, in the fourth grade, you can't get a kid to go work every single day who doesn't want to go work. No. And it's not, not something I would have wanted for him. It's, it's not a thought that I would have had. I would have never thought, okay, my kid in fourth grade is not going to go to school. My kid is going to work. Like my other son didn't do that. He went to school. Right. And so that had to come from his desire to be there and run his business. But good for you for seeing that in your child and not, you know, conforming to society and saying, no, you have to go to school. You have to learn. You have to write. And you're in education yourself. So, yeah. I spent years. And when I look back over um, 
my natural process into entrepreneurship and working. I spent years going to school and doing different things. And I think if I had discovered entrepreneurship in my teens, my life would be totally, totally different. different. But I was always told that um, as a young woman who was highly intelligent, you have to go to college. Right. Like, if you don't go to college, it's a waste. Why would you not go to college? That's what you're supposed to do. Um, and honestly, my path could have been better served. Um, and I just, and I talked to my parents about it. They're just little things about me, but I understand it was a different era. Like yeah. I can remember getting a Snoopy um, snow cone machine one year when I was like maybe eight. It's a snowball machine and I got it for Christmas. The day after Christmas, I had a snowball saying, in the middle of winter and I sat outside selling snowballs. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's just what I right. felt like that was the right thing. Um, so all my life, I found something to sell at different ages. I'm always hustling, peddling something. That was my natural path. Mm -hmm. But I come from parents who both went off to college, found good jobs, you know, in our area at the time, tobacco and banking were king. My mom worked through in the bank in banking. My dad worked for RJ Reynolds and they worked those jobs for 20, 25 years because they sure. were good jobs. Sure. And that's what you're supposed to do. So the notion of not doing that, it was just like, are you sure. going to do something else? Absolutely. You got to have your hand raised. <laughs> Cam's yeah. raising his hand. Do you have a question, Cam? Um, the company Papa works for. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a different era back then. And I totally think now kid, you know, preneurs, team preneurs, they have so many opportunities now. So many opportunities that we did not have. Absolutely. Back then. So I, I come from a family of five kids and I'm the only entrepreneur. Mm. And, you know, they kind of, I'm the youngest and they kind of look at me like, okay, what, what, what are you doing now? Like you're, <laughs> now you're doing this. Wait, I thought you were doing that. And I'm like, right. listen, this is how entrepreneurship works. We have that's these right. ideas and we just run with them. Yeah, that's it. Yep. That's that it. it. I am yeah. not the source of stability in our home. That, that would be my husband. He's an entrepreneur, but he, he has like the stable path. He's not, I'm all over the place. If yeah. I see it, I can think it, I can, Let's try it. So yep, let's try it. Let's go for it. <laughs> yes. So, well, we could go on forever and ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like we're old souls connected here. <laughs> so Cam, I want to thank you for coming on, but I have one last question, Cam. Who did answer? You can answer. I want to know what is the best part of your business? What's, what's the, the best thing about your business? What do you like doing or... Who do you like seeing first or anything in your business? One thing you like the best. It could add a little bit, but she basically asked, what's the best thing you liked about um, your business? And come in close and speak up so they can hear you. The best thing was probably selling coffee and hiring people with disability. Good answer. I love it. Now, are your employees... Now, since you don't, you know, you're not running the stand right now, are you, your employees, have they become like dear friends of yours now? Are they like family? Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. You were answering. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, we missed it. That's like the, been the saddest part because um, right now we've been well, basically, I, we really miss our team. 
I was going to say that's probably the most devastating part about this that you just missed the people, the connection. The yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I said when every when this is all done and over with, like I'm hugging everybody, and it's going to be everybody. so awkward. <laughs> and our employees yeah. at the very beginning and so you know you work with them we worked together for like two years and so um that it that has been like the hardest part is not being able to see and, and connect yeah. with our yeah and they're like family we don't even you know we normally say team because we don't refer to them as employees um katie calls you says she's your what yes, she said, yeah, she said, she's your sister. <laughs> so it, she's it, your it, sister. Oh, that's cute. Like a, definitely like a family. Is, is Katie the one that's on your Instagram account? Is she, is Katie on your Katie Instagram and Jamie account? I think I saw her. Our Instagram are like, go okay. ahead. I don't know what you were going to say. Go ahead. If you meet me in real life, I sound like I'm in my 20s. That's true. And what else has happened? So, okay, so since we've been home from COVID, what has happened? I'm growing a mustache. So since we've been home from COVID, Cam has grown five inches. He is now. What? Yes. In six months, he grew five inches. So he's the tallest person in our house. As you can hear his voice in the last three months, he sounds like a toad. Like it's the deepest thing on this side of God's green earth. And um, he's starting to grow a mustache. And all of it happened like overnight. It was so fast. And so he went from being like this cute little kid with these chubby cheeks to this tall, very mature looking kid in a matter of weeks. It was crazy. You're the midget now. Yes, I am the midget now. He So since he's taller than me, he <laughs> me as baby girl or little mama. Oh, it's not. Cam. It's not. <laughs> So Cam, they're not even going to recognize you. Right. No. They're going to think they have a new boss, a new team leader. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank Cam. you. And I, I look forward to see where your business leads you and what opportunities may arise because you're on the move and you're going places, Cam. I can feel it. What do you say? Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for coming on. So if people want to learn more about your company, if people want to learn more about your company and how to get your products, how would they do that? Uh, Go to camscoffee.com. We changed it. It's, um, I'm sorry. It's um, shop.camscoffeeco.com. We have to change it. I'm sorry. (laughs) And then on what's your Instagram account as well? camscoffee.co I'm guessing it's camsco yeah we broke you so cam has his own instagram platform and it's cam underscore the underscore ceo and so we that's him on its own and then cam's coffee co um also has his own instagram account awesome and i will have all this in the show notes so everybody can go and check you out cam all right appreciate it okay Thank you for coming on, Cam. It was a pleasure meeting you both. Have a wonderful afternoon. Bye. Yes, you too.